Hey folks, today's clip is from Nathan Berry's podcast where he interviews newsletter writers and other content creators. And the content creator in question is Ali Abdal. Ali is one of those content creators who you grudgingly like because he seems to have it all figured out. He was a doctor and a YouTuber and very successful at YouTubing. But also, he's just actually genuinely quite good and pretty self-reflective and honest. So he's a really far outlier. But I'm interested in his early days, and he talks a little bit about it. I started the YouTube channel in my like penultimate year, so I, I I'd, I'd done five years of med school at this point. I'd set up a few businesses. I had like two SaaS products <laughs> that okay. I was using to side hustle income my, my my way through med school. And then in 2017, when I was in my final year, the YouTube channel actually started out as a content marketing strategy for my my business. Uh, that business was helping other people get into med school. It's like that standard thing. Once you do something, you then teach other people how to do the thing. Uh, And it was like, you know, the creator economy before it was really called that, (laughs) where yeah, Yeah. you kind of follow that model. And so the YouTube channel started. You're you're teaching people like test prep stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And it's similar to Pat Flynn's story as well. You know, he he started off teaching people how to do some architecture exam. Uh, I started up teaching people how to do the med school admissions exams. And that kind of transitioned into a coaching business, which then transitioned into the YouTube channel. Okay. And so... As the YouTube channel started to grow, like what were some of those first milestones? You know, as you're getting to, how long did it take to get to a thousand subscribers and then maybe, you know, 5,000 or 10,000? What, what milestones stand out to you? Yeah, so I started in the summer of 2017 and it took me six months and 52 videos to get to the first thousand subscribers. Six months okay. and 52 videos. I was putting out two videos every week while preparing for med school finals and kind of neglecting my exams for the sake of YouTube because I could see the YouTube thing. I was like, oh. I really want to do this. <laughs> I think yeah. the ROI on being a YouTuber is going to be higher than the ROI on getting an extra 2% in my med school finals. Uh, that was that was the theory anyway. Um, so yeah, it took six months for the channel to get 1,000 subscribers, another like four or five months for it to get up to 5,000 subscribers. And at the point where I was in around 4,000, 5,000 subscribers, there were two like really good things that happened. Number one was a collab with a much bigger YouTuber. Uh, his name's Ibsmo. So he, he and I got to know each other through university and he had 60K at the time. And so he and I did a collab, which took off and helped the channel get exposure. But also there was a video that I made, my, my very first video that actually went viral, which was a video about how to study for exams. Um, now this video is a bit weird because like I'd actually planned for it to happen like a, a whole year before I made it. Okay. So when I started YouTube, I, I sort of consumed the hell out of everything on the internet around how to be a YouTuber. And uh, Sarah Dietschy and Casey Neistat had this thing whereby Casey Neistat, enormous YouTuber, Sarah Dietschy, a tech YouTuber who was smaller at the time, she went from 40k subs over to like one over, through over 100, 100,000 basically overnight because Casey Neistat shouted her out. Um, and the way that she described that in, I, that I found in some random interview like on the, on the YouTube grapevine was that you, you benefit from a collaboration with a bigger YouTuber but you only benefit from it if there is already a backlog of really high quality content on your channel. And so I took that to heart and I knew that, okay, at some point I want to do a collab with a bigger YouTuber. And at some point I want to try and make specifically a video on how to study for exams. But I knew number one, I needed to have a backlog of high quality quality content because otherwise no one would care. And secondly, I knew that it it would take me about a hundred videos to get good enough at making videos to actually be able to make a decent video about exams. And so that was like my 80 second or something video. Um, which I'd, I'd, I'd had in the back of my mind for so long since, since getting started, but I knew, no, I need to get my skills up. I need to put in the quantity so that I can actually make videos that are hopefully half decent. 
Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, because coming doing a collab and coming to a channel, it's like, okay, they have four videos and the one that I saw in the collab is actually the best one they've ever done. Like it's sort of, yep. it doesn't have the same ring to it as if you come in and be like, wow, this is incredible. Like uh, one of my favorite bloggers is someone, you know, it's separate from the YouTube space, but a guy named Chris Gillibo, um, who's an author and blogger. And I followed him in the early days. And I had the experience of, he had written a guest post for Tim Ferriss and I was reading Tim Ferriss's blog. And this is probably 2011 maybe. And I was like, Oh, this is really good. I loved it. I think it was on actually on travel hacking, you know, and credit card points and all of that. And so I like clicked over to his site and I think over the next like two days, I just read the entire website, you know, and he, it was like years worth of blog posts and all that, but that was the experience, right? The, the guest post is a collab of some kind and then coming over and you're like, you know, just deep dive and consume everything. Rather than the yeah. experience of coming over and be like, oh, okay, that's interesting, you know, and like moving along. And the back catalog is what what drives that. Yeah. Yeah. I had I had that exact experience with Derek Sivers, who I discovered through the Tim Ferriss show, and Mr. Yeah. Money Mustache, who I discovered through the Tim Ferriss show. I was like, all right, I'm spending the next week of my life just binge reading all of your blog posts <laughs> yeah. you've ever written for the last 20 years. <laughs> and now it's like I've got this information downloaded into my brain. So this concept of having a backlog and then doing collaborations, I think is a really powerful one. And it applies to both blogs and YouTube channels. And I think just generally any body of work. It's pretty interesting that it's kind of like a portfolio, but then just more because people really are spoiled for choice and they just really want to see that you consistently put out quality work. So the bar is high, but if you get that, then people instantly subscribe. Uh, as a last piece, uh, just to indulge curiosity, Ali talks a little bit about his revenue numbers and their eye popping. And I figure it's always nice to dream a little bit. And that's the thing that I'm hope, hope so in, in the process of building a team around, um, which yeah. is something I, I wanted to talk to you about because you've built a, a big team over time. Uh, and I was speaking to Derek, your, your director of marketing as well, about building a team. And he, he, had, so he had loads of advice to share. So that's, that's a challenge for me right now. It's like, you know, two years ago, it was just me. Last year, this time last year, there were three, three of us full-time, well, two full-timers, me working as a doctor and a part-time assistant. And now there's 12 of us, but now we're hiring another 10 people. So by next month, it's going to be maybe like 20, 20 of us. And wow. it's all those okay. problems associated with scaling a team and leadership and management. And that's the kind of stuff that um, I've been really sort of very much on the steep learning curve of and that I'm very excited about getting better at. Yeah. Um... What's the reason that you're growing the team so quickly? Well, mostly because we just have a lot of money. <laughs> um, once once <laughs> yeah. we launched our, yeah, it's a it's a it's a good problem to have. We're just like very cash rich and expertise mm -hmm. poor, as someone described it as. Um, we launched our cohort based course, Part Time YouTuber Academy, this time last year. It did phenomenally well. I'd been doing classes on Skillshare, uh, which started off as making like a few hundred to a few thousand a month, and is now compounded to the point where. We make somewhere between sixty and eighty thousand dollars every month, just passive income off of Skillshare classes. Wow. And that means that every month we're just making more and more money, and I see the I see the numbers going up, and I see them, and I I see it basically like, well, why aren't why why aren't we doing anything with that money other than just watching right. it deflate uh, every year? Okay, so really quick, since you mentioned, uh, are, are you okay sharing some of the, the number like the numbers from Part Time YouTuber Academy? Um, so we launched the first cohort in November last year. I think this year we're on track to do maybe like $2 million revenue and like 1.5 million profit, 1.6 million profit, something like that. Wow. Uh, next year we're hoping to take that up to like 5 million revenue. 
which again, all, all, of, all of these feel like, like dumb numbers I'm just plucking out of thin air because it's like, I, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm really bad at like projecting, um, projecting right. financials. Like it's all, it's all just a guess anyway. Like if we could do four cohorts and sell 600 places, that would be 5.1 million revenue. It's like, that's actually, that's actually doable, but it's just such a freaking ridiculous number. It's like, how on earth can that be doable? And it's just like, how, how, how does this even work? Um, <laughs> yeah, welcome to the internet. And uh, when you have substantial <laughs> leverage, like things that were possible, like seemed insane before, you're like, oh, yeah, no, that no, math checks out, you know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, I suppose it's similar to you for ConvertKit. Was, I think it's uh, last I checked, you were on 20 million annual recurring. Yeah, we're at 20, 28 and a half now. Bloody hell, that's gone up quickly. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> compounding. The magic of compounding. Yeah.